0: Welcome to the k Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages.
1: I promise you, you start to um, view life a little bit differently. And then your issues and your problems, you realize that there are people going through things far greater and so it just puts a lot of things in perspective. So I, I'm really I'm really grateful to be on, on tonight. Uh, anyone else would like to share what's been going on? I see Pastor Ryan, I saw him on. Good evening, sir. Uh, let's see, let's see, if not, I am going to ask Minister Janetta, if you would pray. And Evangelist Sue, are you able to pray? I know you, I don't know if you're in the position to pray or not, but love for you to pray and we'll just get in, we'll dive in. I want to give enough room for people to digest what the, what the Lord will say to us. And, you know, questions, comments, and concerns are always important to me. So uh, I'm going to ask Minister Janetta and Evangelist Sue, if you are able to pray as well. Okay, I hear a lot going on. So, uh, Mr. Janetta, can you start us off, please? Yes, thank you.
2: Hmm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good evening, Father. Hmm. Good evening, Holy Spirit. Good evening, Jesus, our Savior. We just come before you, surrendering and submitting our minds, our hearts to you right now. What a privilege and an honor it is to come before you with our brothers and our sisters to acknowledge you as the great God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth how marvelous and magnificent you are, Father God. Your loving kindness expands to the greatest from the ends of the earth to the beginning of the earth, and we just say thank you. Father God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your covering, Father God. As we come in this midweek, Father God, to come before you, Father God, as we are. I pray, Father God, that we are in a posture right now to receive, Father God. And that in order for us to receive that we come, Father God, in a, in a space where we are praising and giving you worship, Father God, that we just aren't coming, Father God, with our hands open, but that we come with our hands open God. and lifted up high to worship God. you God. and give you praise, Lord. We thank you for this moment, Father God, and I come on behalf, of my brothers and sisters, Father God, that we would remove any distractions from my, our minds, Father God, that we would remove any heartache we might have experienced today, Father God, any frustration, any pain right now, and that we just come, Father God, as you come to us, Father God, saying that you love us, I pray that we just come, Father God, ready to receive your love, ready to give you our love of you, Father God, and just be in a place that we will be able to hear, Father God, so that we may be a people People, Father God, that will be converted and convicted and challenged by your word, Father God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way right now in our homes, in our cars, in our minds, in our hearts to receive that the as we go into the word, that it will just not be another time for us to just look at the words, Father God, but instead we would hear your word, Father God, and that, we would, that you would give us revelation, reveal to us the mysteries of Your word. We thank you, Father God, that you did not leave us, Father God to be in this earth without guidance, but that you give us your word that is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Illuminate us today, Father God, so that we may shine forth in your glory, Father God, as we are to be glory reflectors on this earth, Father God. So I pray, Father God, that this word will penetrate deep into each and every one of us, that we would not just hear it and it go out the other ear, but that we would hear it and apply it in a walk in it, Father God. So how have your way with your servant today, Father God, our pastor. Thank you, Father God, for his life. Thank you, Father God, for everything that he lives through, Father God, so that he teaches from a place, Father God, of living through and actively seeking you, Father God, and that your word is made active in him in every step that he takes, Father God. So we thank you for our servant, your servant, Father God. We thank you for our pastor, and we just pray right now that you would just touch him right now father god touch his lips and his mind and his heart and what you have given him father god i pray that you give him even more revelation in this moment father god and so we just bless your name we thank you holy spirit you are welcome have your way in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen amen bless you
3: bless you bless you thank you god yes
4: thank you father God, tonight, we just thank you for your amazing power Mm -hmm. and the work that you have constantly been doing in our lives, God. Father, tonight, we thank you for your goodness and for your blessing over each and every one of us. God, tonight, we thank you that we are able to bring hope to us, even through the toughest time, in spite of what our weeks so far have looked like. God, I thank you for your great love and your care. I thank you for your mercy and for your grace. Thank you that we are free today, God, because of your sacrifice that you have paid for us. God, I thank you for the rebuke and the correction that you have constantly been been showing us, God. Thank you that you are always with us and that you have never left us nor forsake us. So Father, tonight, as we wait to hear from heaven, I ask that you align our faith with your word, God. I ask tonight that we open our ears to hear from you and our eyes to see God. So Father, be with Pastor Alex as he go forth tonight, God, and hear from you, God, and that we can feed from the word that you give to him. God, I ask that we open our hearts to receive God. I ask that we allow it to take root in our lives tonight, God. Allow us to shift our posture and our mindset, God. I ask that you quiet our thoughts, God. I ask that we you, you bind the distractions that have constantly been around us, God, in, in our workplace, in our homes, God, with our families, whoever we come in contact with. So Father, tonight, I ask that your will be done. And I ask that we allow ourselves to align or faith with your word so thank you in the mighty name of jesus amen
1: amen amen thank you thank you thank you guys so much for your prayers um uh, let's go to the uh, book of james chapter number four uh we are going to uh read one passage of scripture i wanted to ask um mr malcolm do you have the uh niv version i wanted that read as well um
0: Yes, I do. Okay.
1: Uh, so James chapter four, verse number three, before uh, Malcolm reads, um, I wanted to just briefly share, uh, it's, it's, it's just so important. Um, one of the things that I am constantly uh, thinking about when it comes to my own personal life is really about how consistent I am in front of people. You know, it's really important that when people view you a certain way, that you try to stay as constant as you are because the more consistency there is in your life, the easier it is for people to really embrace who you are. The unfortunate part is there's so much inconsistency in our lives that people hesitate to even approach us. So if you stay consistent, one of the great things about our God is that you know he never changes. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, which means anything that's constant means you can always find it. Why? The address never changes, you know, and that's, that's my, that's my saying when you, when you're constant, you're easy to find, you're easy to to approach. And so my prayer is that I have a life that people don't have a problem um, actually approaching who I am. Now, for those who have been um, in my midst, they know that if you spend enough time with me, I'm going to come straight from the hip. I'm going to tell you exactly, I'm not telling you I I say all the right things or do the right things, but if there is a consistency about my life, there should be a consistency about what I say as well. So if there's some things that may be off, if there's some things that that may be um, challenging, please understand it's first challenging to me because it's important that whatever is coming out of my mouth and I'm first partaker of it. Because the Bible is clear, it, you have to be careful. As Paul said, that as I preach to others, I myself don't become the castaway. You don't have a right to tell people something you won't do. The old saying of, you know, do as I say and not as I do, that is <laughs> nonsense. You know, and as adults, I think a lot of times we have really um, given, given our children such a false sense of even how they feel approaching us, because there's no real consistency about what we're saying. Everything starts with a word. If your word doesn't mean anything, then people have a right to question who you are. And so what makes us who we are, especially as believers, is that we have to have a consistent prayer life. We have to be constant in our time with the Lord, because you know, I was just sharing with someone and they were asking me about how do I approach prayer? And I don't know if there's a real direct answer to it. I know that I speak to God the Father. I speak uh, to the Holy Spirit. I speak to Jesus as if they were literally in my midst, in my room, next to me. I, What's the sense of speaking to something that isn't there? What's the sense of even communicating if you don't believe that what's coming out of your mouth is being heard? Right? Because you wouldn't even have someone uh, that you would even consider a friend if you're sitting in a room and as you speak, you are being totally ignored. And so I think sometimes we put so much on how we're supposed to be walking this this life out as believers because again believers believers we believe we believe that he is the father we believe that he guides us uh, as the holy spirit we believe that he sacrifices life for us in, 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 in the form of flesh in Jesus Christ. And so I just wanted to just read James chapter four, verse three, because there is some revelation. I was just speaking to someone and please understand for those who know Alex Panetta, everything that usually comes out of my mouth, whether it's a preach sermon, whether whatever it is, it's usually through a conversation with someone. There's not a day that goes by in my life where the word of God doesn't come out of my mouth. And please understand, it's not to make me super deep. It's that that I need to speak the word of God. I can't function if a day goes by and the word of God is not coming out of my mouth. It brings fear to me because then the very thing I need to survive is the very thing I'm ignoring. Mm -mm. I have to speak it and be consistent in my speaking. So, um, Minister Malcolm, if you could read um, James chapter four, verse number three for me, please.
0: James 4, three says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures.
1: Who has the King James Version?
3: Someone read the King James for me, please. Even if it's you again, Malcolm. The King James version says, um, ye ask and
0: receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts.
1: I heard some some groans, I heard some some depth because the reality is I had a conversation with someone and I love the King James version because, you know, for those who, who've been around, I, God is always dealing with me, with me when it comes to words, always words, always words. And someone was sharing that with me and they said, you know, Pastor, every time you speak, you use a word and the word just makes sense, even though we read it. So the word that kept standing out to me was a miss, a miss, a miss, a miss. And so as I was talking, and actually it was uh, Minister Janetta and Malcolm, I was saying that, you know, most of us who actually pray, we actually miss the mark. And the reason why we miss is because the approach is so wrong. The approach is so wrong. And even as you read it, you know, as Malcolm read it, you know, um, the King James says, you know, you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lusts. And then... We, we don't realize how much of how our prayer life is is so consumed with us in it. Because here's the reality, as, as Malcolm read it in the NIV, it says that, uh, that it may be spent. In other words, there are times where we're praying and God in his, his kindness will share some things back to us, but he's watching how we take what he gives us and how we spend it, how do we spend what God gives us, you know, are we, are we, are we moving like the wicked servant, where, you know, he's expecting something to come back to him, every time God pours into us, there's something he expects back, and so my life, um, and it's something I'm constantly thinking about, I remember when I first got saved, And I remember walking into a room and being amongst people that were far, far older than me. You know, it was in the inner city. You know, I couldn't find a place to go. I went into this ministry, and the people seemed like they were 80 years and over. And so I remember being in the room, and the pastor was so excited because, you know, for those of us in the inner city, we know, you know, that one beautiful church that nobody in the hood actually goes to. It's the best thing in the hood, but. Everybody who actually goes to it doesn't live there. They come from amazing places. So anyway, this beautiful, beautiful um, edifice that stood in the hood, nobody from the inner city went there, but and they only had a handful of people. And I remember walking in there and they were all Caucasian women. And I remember just going in there and just wanting to be in the midst of what church folk were. And I, I didn't quite understand it fully, but I just wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. I want to hear the word. And the pastor was so excited because, and I couldn't believe it because, you know, that, that, that church was in the, in the city for over 50 years. And so he just sat there and he stared at me and he asked me what made me come inside. He says, no one really comes. And I asked him why. He really couldn't give me an answer. But I just told him that I really want to know God. I want to know him. And so I went there, and after about a week, I remember Bible study, and we walked in the room, and all these elderly women were around, and I was just so amped, and I was so excited, you know. And I'm talking, I'm talking about the Lord and what He's did, and I'm a form of this and form of that and form of that. And I remember one of those old women just saying, "Oh, you know, you just got into this thing. You just got into it, and it's just a matter of time. Your hype, what you know, what you're feeling is gonna die out." You know, I've been doing this thing for 60 years. And and I looked at her and I said, well, if it dies out, why would I want the God? If I don't stay excited, if this is going, if this excitement is gonna leave me, then what's exciting about the God? And she really couldn't answer the question. I remember the pastor just staring at me and smiling and him saying, you know, can you elaborate? I said, I don't know if I can. I just know right now, I'm excited about just him and I'm just knowing him. And here it is years later, you know, 26 years later, this excitement has never left. I still I still view God as, as such an amazing, amazing person that has the ability to do all things and he is mindful of me. So when I think about James, chapter four, verse number three, I don't want to miss, I don't want to pray amiss, because you got to understand, he's not talking to the non-believer here, he's talking to the believer, he says, the way you guys are praying, you're praying with motives, you're praying, you're praying to, to, to indulge yourself, and this is where, because God knows what we have need of, this is where we really start to miss the mark because we literally pray a miss. And when I think about it, I separate the two words: a actual miss. And so when I think about a miss, I think about something you are trying to grab a hold of and you absolutely can't get it. It's a miss. I think about baseball. For those of us who knows it, you know you get on a you get on that um, that batter's box and you're swinging at a ball, and when you swing and it's a miss, it's a strike. The great thing about this is that how often do we swing and miss, but we get way more than three strikes? Because there are many of us on this screen that if it was three strikes and we out, we would have been gone a long, long time ago. But here's the reality. You still have to make sure that when you swing, the first thing you have to recognize is you have to regroup you have to position yourself, you have to pull that back, back again, and you got to get the posture to swing again. And this is why so many of us, because we're swinging and we're missing, we don't realize that we have an opportunity to position ourselves again, get back into that batter's box. But for those who are fearful, fearful of a hard ball. And I remember my coach, when I first started playing baseball, when somebody throws that ball really fast, that's not a soft ball, it's a hard ball. And what was happening was I would pull away from the actual play. He says, no, no, you have to get in there. I was so afraid of getting hit by the ball that I wasn't concentrating on hitting it. And a lot of times, even in our prayer life, if not careful, we're going in with a sense of fear or a sense of hesitation because we really are not believing what comes out of our mouths. And if the God that we serve has the ability to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think, how often do we limit him? How often do we not get into that batter's box? position ourselves because we said, I am tired of swinging and missing that I no longer even want to participate in the game. And so there's so much that's happening because people aren't moving in any of this. So what are we doing? We're waiting for the next big conference. We're waiting for the next big preacher. We're waiting for the next apostle, evangelist, or prophet. You know, and I know that strikes a chord because we'll chase a prophet all the way around the country because they have the ability to speak into someone's life. And please understand, I've watched many a prophets miss the mark. And let me explain why. It's because a lot of times when you get in the atmosphere, and I've watched some of God's amazing people, literally, it's like they can read a person's social security number but because people have a way of hyping us up I've watched that same prophet in that same atmosphere miss the next the next person. And the reason is is because a lot of times you have to understand that everything moves in the spirit realm. And just because you've been successful here, it doesn't mean you can take that same posture and move here and be successful again. Why? Because you have to discern what's happening. So because he or she was able to pour into this person's life and and really bring a sense of healing through the power of the Holy Spirit, if not careful, you can continue to move in that realm and miss the mark of someone else because everyone has a different approach. This is why I'm always going to ask. It doesn't matter how often I'm going to ask the person, what it is that you want me to pray for, why? Because I don't wanna miss. I don't wanna pray and miss. I wanna pray and be accurate. I wanna pray and hit the mark. I wanna pray. And the thing is, you can help me by allowing yourself to be honest about where you are so that the things that come out of your mouth, we can come in agreement with. How can two walk except we agree? So if you just say, I need prayer, and I just start praying, But the mark is not hit because you decided not to share the very thing you need help with. You can't blame me. You can't say, I didn't pray accurately. You can't say, well, I should have caught it. No, no, you had the ability to help assist. And that's one of the things I was reading about a miss. and, And this is what I read, it said a miss. It's when we try to convince God that our
3: righteous acts should shield us from natural law. Think about that, that we get so caught up and I'm gonna
1: say it again, when we try to convince God that our our righteous acts should shield us from natural law. And that's the things that a lot of us because we get so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good, we, we sit as if we have all of this power and we miss the mark. Because we think our righteousness, and and, and the Bible is clear, the best of our righteousness is still this filthy rat. And this is why I I feel a certain kind of way when I watch men and women of God have all of this stuff around them, have all of these people around them. And again, I believe you should honor the woman of God. I believe you should honor the man of God. But when the man and woman of God becomes greater than your time with the Holy Spirit and God himself and Jesus himself, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. And for those who know my wife and I, we don't we don't move that way. There's plenty of arenas that we've been placed in where people are trying to serve and trying to do all these things. And again, you know, I'm not going against any of that. But my thing is this: please understand there there is a humanity about me that I need to make sure my feet are touching the ground before you feel like you need to carry my Bible. I need to be constant to allow myself to understand. I need you, Holy Spirit, more than I need anyone pouring some juice in my glass. I need you, Holy Spirit, more than I need the entourage around me to tell me how great I am and how wonderful I am. How I'm standing before thousands of people with something that don't even belong to me. For the word of God, the word of God, it's an honor to speak about it. It's an Honor to it's an honor to share it and what we're watching again and again. And I know I'm saying this often we're building these superstars up only to watch them fall in our presence. And as much as we want to point at them, there's times we got to point at ourselves and say, Hey, how did I assist in building that throne? How did I assist? And that woman and man of God becoming so far detached from people that they no longer can touch them. How do I assist? And so my thing is this. I don't let nobody, nobody stand in my presence and talk about their leader. Because the moment you do that, I got a few questions for you. Because the reality is this, you have to ask yourself, if the scripture is telling me, know them that labor among you, that's your job. If they're standing up there, you don't know where they live, how they live, all, that's your job. You have to ask yourself the question, why am I attracted to the things that I'm attracted to? Because life ain't nothing but one big hype. And when the hype dies out, you still stuck with the bill. Let me clarify that. We're quick to get the latest latest of cars. We're quick to get the the biggest house. We're quick to get all those things. And we want everyone to come and celebrate. The moment they come, you are the only thing they're talking about. Did you see the car? Did you see the house? Oh, they got it. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. It goes on for maybe a week. After that, they're not showing up as much. I don't care how often you drive that car by their house.
3: After a while, it's just a car. But who stuck with the car note? You stuck. Because you're, you're the one that's presenting it. And so
1: everything about the presentation is important. And here's the thing. And I was sharing this. Just because there's revelation, it doesn't mean there's transformation. Please know that. I don't care how much something is said to you. If it's revelation, it doesn't mean it's transformation. Do you not know you can believe a thing to the fullness of it and still not do it? You can actually believe something to the point where it'll blow your mind, but you still have to make a decision whether to move towards the thing you believe. And this is why there are so many that are getting caught up, because the world is watching us say something about what we believe, but we don't move in what we believe. We don't act upon what we believe. And so what's happening is they're questioning our very lives, and then we get angry, and we want to talk about them and how off they are and how much they're uh, uh, uh,
3: disobedient. And they're just watching us just to see if the fruit will ever come out. Will it ever be exposed in my presence? Would you do anything that will
1: help me to understand that what comes out of your mouth is actually a reality to you?
3: Because how you're trying to convince me of something, you're still trying to convince yourself about. So when we're standing in the presence of
1: God and when we're praying and he's telling us, you guys, the reason why you're missing is because you're praying with your motives and you're spending it wrong. I'm giving you something, and you're spending it wrong. You're spending it all on your flesh. You're spending it all on your thought. And then you want to come back because you missed the mark, because you prayed a miss. You're trying to pray a hit, but you keep praying a miss. And God is like, you got to get back in there. You, gotta, you, gotta, you, you got to know this thing and here's the reality. You can't sit there and not go through the, the, the necessary requirements to make sure that when it's game time, you know exactly what to do when it's time for you to come up to that plane. And this is why we have to be ever so careful of
3: who we're around. Who are we speaking to? Who do we allow to speak to us? How much do you guard your life?
1: Really, how much do you make sure that the things that go in your ear aren't the things that that just minimize who you are? Remember, I'm constantly saying this, only two things happen in an atmosphere. You either control it or it will control you. I started to think about God's grace and I wrote this down. God's grace exceeds all, even our prayer life. Because if we're not connected to him, how do we understand his grace? And let me tell you something that's happening in the body of Christ. We give no grace to no one else. We have no, we are so, I was having a conversation with someone today and I said, you know what? I don't wanna hear one more time you talking about
3: somebody else. I don't wanna hear it one more time about how this person is, how this person, how are you? How
1: is it that we're so free to pass judgment on someone and and forget all the grace that God has given us? And on Sunday's prayer, one of the things that, you know, and it was an amazing time of prayer. And please understand, you know, my wife and I, we're never going to kind of, you know, keep rehearsing certain things. We're going to say it and we're going to just believe the people of God will adhere to it. Prayer is not an option. It's just not an option. You have to consider what your life is worth when it comes to prayer. You have to consider how you gather around the saints. You have to consider how real this thing is to you because when you understand you can't live without prayer, you can't live, not this walk, to understand if the joy of the Lord is your strength. Tell me, how did you wake up this morning? Honestly, What happened when your feet hit the ground? Did the first thing you think about was your job? Was the first thing you think about was, you know, what this day is going to do for me? Or did you say today is the day that the Lord has made? I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in the world. Get ready. I'm about to step out these doors and I'm going to wreck you. And the only way you know that to be true is that you got to let people pay close attention to you. It comes a point in time where your posture doesn't have to leave the position. There should be a woman at the well in your life that goes back and tells the community about something that's real to her. Do you not know we're trying to convince people of something when all we have to do is just let people see what it is and they'll be convinced enough to talk amongst each other. They'll say, you know, this is why I understand in this fellowship, there's a lot. There's a lot. Why? Because it's the one thing we're going to put a lot of emphasis on, and that's accountability. And most people don't want that in their lives. So you can't tell me to mind my business that in this fellowship, you get to see how I live. You get to see uh, how I treat my wife. You get to come in the confines of most intimate space. We give you access to most intimate space as pastors. You can't tell me to mind your business, mind my business when it comes to your life. Because if I give you access and you don't give me access, then there's no real account. And if there's no real account, there's nothing I can withdraw.
3: Mm. Accountability allows me to withdraw some things from you. I have a right to check the account.
1: I have a right to see if you are real about what it is. And please understand, even in the midst of all this grace, Even in the midst of of me saying, you know what, let's get through this. Yes, we can do it. But please understand, I do not feed this function. I'm not doing it. Because scripture tells me in 2 Peter 2.21, better for you have not known and do what you do than to come to the knowledge of a thing and literally reject it. How often do we stand in the midst of people who we watch reject God's word? literally stand in the midst of us and literally tell us why they don't want to do it the greatest thing about God's love is that he allows us to choose he allows us to even say no to him he allows us to walk away he allows us to say I want nothing to do with you we move like the prodigal son give me everything that belongs to me I'm out of here we watch people do it, and the moment we see that they're about to go into some turmoil, we want to go ahead and help and assist. And God is like, no, 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 no. The only way they're going to come to their senses is that you got to wait till they eat with the swine. That's hard. It's hard to watch people you love turn their back on God. And the moment something goes wrong, we want to assist. And God says, I have no other God before me. And before you know it, your life is in shambles because you're trying to assist God in something. He says, no, 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 let me finish with them. And that's the thing we have to understand. We have to pay so much attention to what's going on around us. We have to pay so much attention to what's going on
3: around us so that our prayers can actually hit the mark. How do you feel when you pray? When you open up your mouth and speak to a living God,
1: what goes through you? When it's all finished, when you have a conversation, because it's amazing, you can, if I'm sitting and I'm having a conversation with Pastor Ryan and me and him are just going, we've had plenty, and we'll, we'll just go back and we'll feed each other. There's this feeling we get because we're in agreement. I'm watching his eyes. I'm watching how he responds back. And there's this excitement we get because we come into an agreement that by the end of this conversation, we see fruit or we're working towards something that's going to bring
3: forth fruit how do we respond to God in the conversations we have? When we're done, do we even hear a response back? Do we even understand what the voice of God sounds like? Because it sounds real close to ours. And the importance of understanding that we,
1: we right now in this season of our lives, we can't afford to miss.
3: Too many lives are at stake for us to be missing the mark. God is so kind. I feel like the person, you know, the woman, when
1: the disciples were asking, so why is she going overboard? He said, because to
3: the one who has been forgiven much. And that's why on Sunday, my prayer was, I was thanking God for his
1: forgiveness. Whether I knew it or I didn't know it, there was something I did that disqualified me for waking up that morning. And when I woke up in the morning, I knew that his forgiveness was there. I knew that his grace was keeping me in the midnight. I knew that his love will transform. That's why when I wake up, I can't wake up murmuring and complaining and woe is me. And I, I can't because he's forgiven me and his grace is so sufficient. And my love for him and his love for me keeps me wanting to go forward in this thing because I need the world
3: to understand there is no greater love. There's no greater love than our God. And when you really look
1: around and see what he's done and what he continues to do, and you start to think about, wow, I, I, I missed it here, but God, I missed it here, but God, I missed it here, but God, and he, he just ties all of this in to show you how
3: much he loves you and how much he wants to demonstrate you this most amazing life. We got to be responsible for what comes out of our mouths. So before you open it up and talk to a holy God, before you
1: just want to just say some things, take the time to think,
3: take the time to just wonder about how you're going to approach the Father. Because words are lasting. You can't just say it
1: and come back and try to retrieve it. Once it's said, it's out there. Once you say it, there's a commitment. Once you say it, someone hears it. You can't get mad at the person who comes back at you and say, didn't you
3: say? It's amazing because we can go to God and say the same thing, but God, didn't you say in your word?
1: God, didn't you say that if I've done this, that this will be the outcome? God,
3: didn't you say? But the moment somebody comes to us and say, didn't you say, we wanna fight. We wanna have an argument.
1: We wanna wanna tell them where they missed it when in actuality, it was us.
3: It's me, Lord. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, Lord, praying amiss. So as we continue to move as a fam, as things start to, to continue to
1: position itself in front of us, because KH, please understand, there are a lot of things that are in front
3: of us. And it's going to wait for our arrival. And when we show up, trust me, everything
1: about who the person is, who the circumstance is, they're going to show forth the fullness of who they are. So you better make sure that entire armor is on you.
3: One empty space, the enemy will catch it. Fear not, for the Lord is with you. Walk in the assurance, walking knowing that he who has begun this work in you is going to complete it. But I
1: want you to pay attention to James chapter 4, verse 3. I need you to get it. I need to keep rehearsing it in my spirit so that I understand that when I'm standing before God,
3: is my prayer amiss? Any questions, comments, concerns
5: This was a really good word. I just um, I was writing down a lot of notes and everything, and it just it really blessed my heart. And one thing that came to my mind as you were speaking about not praying amiss and is if we pray the word of god we won't miss the mark and so it's like and how do we not miss it is by eating the word and that will come out in our prayer so i just wanted to share that
1: thank you so much Tawana. that is that's absolute facts you can never go wrong by by, by praying the word think about that and there's no circumstance that you can be in that the word doesn't actually cover.
0: I don't care where you are,
1: what's going on in your life. You can find scripture that can back up that moment and you can pray the word of God. And you will to honest, you will never miss the mark because you're actually giving back to him what he gave to you. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Anyone else? Anyone else?
3: Oh, I see. Uh, I see you, Ladiba.
1: Are you with us, Ladiva? I see a hand up. You. Yes, I, you're in and out, Ladiva.
5: Okay, I'm sorry. Can I you hear you. me now?
1: I can hear
5: okay. you. Now. Okay. What I, I was saying, I don't wish to mess up the momentum of the evening, but I'm really struggling. I am struggling with my flesh right now. I am at the end of this divorce. I am in the middle of the settlement agreements and he keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's almost done. It's a matter of me agreeing to one more petty thing that he is asking for me. My flesh, my problem with my flesh is that I feel like I've given up so much and he, and he doesn't deserve it. And I'm And I know I have faith in God and I trust him and I have relied on him every single moment of the day to get to this point. And why am I struggling? I didn't think I would be.
1: It's a real space, Ladiva. You know, (laughs) this, this walk is a real space. Let's pray right now. Gracious Father in heaven, we lift up your daughter Ladiva to you right now, God we know father that you do all things well i pray now in the name of jesus that the peace that surpasses all of her understanding will upon her to guard her heart and mind father i thank you that even as it was shared on last uh last week as apostle talked about uh, uh, uh how the holy spirit and how jesus prayed peter i love the word because it's a past tense it's already done let even know that there is nothing you're giving up that god is not in full control of there is nothing anyone can gain access to without the god of heaven being in control. So I pray in Jesus' name that, Ladiva, you will understand that everything about what God is doing is strategic. Heaven has worked and will continue to work on your behalf. Everything. The Bible says that there is nothing that the cankerworm, worm, the locust, can actually take that God himself will not replenish. So God, I pray. I pray In the name of Jesus, that the believer will understand, Father, that even in this, dear God, all things will reveal itself in due time. But I pray, dear God, even as her flesh is going through what it's going through, we've watched her for this season, God. We've watched her conquer giants upon giants upon giants upon giants. We know this fight is fixed, dear God, but we still got to show up to the ring. So I pray that you will give her the courage, dear God, to continue to show up and that this too shall pass, God. Keep her, Father. Keep her, Father. And even in the midnight hour, God, speak to your daughter. Let her know, dear God, that all things are well. We trust you. We trust you in what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay encouraged, my sister. Stay encouraged. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome.
3: Anyone else? Anyone else who would like to share is oh I see you miss tardia. I see your hand.
6: It's actually Daphne. <laughs> oh girl battery. battery had uh, it was dying, so I had to come off and just listen with oh, with Tardia. No, anybody. Um so a couple of weeks back, the Lord had given me this same text, you know, about praying amiss, and, and I had to sit back with it because, you know, um, there's a, you know, there's a lot going on. Everybody knows there's a lot going on spiritually, um, and praying accurately is super important. You know, everything that we pray for, you know, whether it be, you know, spiritual gifts, you know, what. What are your motives about even praying for spiritual gifts, um, finances, whatever that thing is. So for God to just bring it back around tonight, I'm going to sit with this some more as well, because he knows exactly what he's doing in all of us. Because the beautiful part is this, the things that I, I believe this, I perceive this by the spirit of God, the things that we are asking for, God is doing a heart check. Because he wants us to have a lot of it. However, if we're immature and we can't handle it, you know, meaning showboasting because you think you have wisdom. Well, wisdom comes from God, right? If you think you have word of knowledge, word of knowledge comes whatever those things are. Finances. Are you going to rob God? You know, he's been talking to us about tithing, you know. Um, and then, like you said, I love what you said. We, we got to be a praying house, you know, we want to be leaders, but we don't show up for the most essential part of this walk, which is prayer, you know, like, it's not like, um, um, like, do I want to wear this gold shirt with this gold belt and these gold shoes, you know, like, I got a trick, no prayer needs to be I need these on if I don't have nothing else on, right, I need to come to prayer, I need to participate in prayer, because that's that's how we develop our spiritual ear that's how we hear god and we learn learn more about prayer you know so um i'm grateful as always um you hit so many points um even about getting out of the way because you know i've I've been feeding 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 my sister and i needed to sit back because god told me i was interfering I was interfering with what he wanted to do. He said, the reason for me where I, I got to the place where I would never do this again or I'll never, because I got down there and I felt it. He said, but by me intervening, I'm I'm preventing her from getting to those places where he's trying to develop her to where she says, I never want to be in this place again. Mm. So he had to remove me out of the situation, told me, you know, that, definitely be a listening ear, you know, a word of encouragement, but do not rescue her out of that situation, whether it be finances, you know, whatever it is, because she has to get to that place where she not calls on me, she calls on God. And then she says, I will never be in this situation again, you know, so you hit on so many cues. And um, again, I'm just grateful to God Um because you come with it. I love what Apostle says. That's my pastor. So I get to say it too. That's my pastor, right? Because um, you know, I'm grateful. You say don't don't be boasting too much about, you know, the man or woman of God, but my God, my God, thank you, Father, you. for the man and woman of God. <laughs> so yeah, well, that that that's pretty much it.
3: <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you. I see your hand, Mr. Malcolm, but before that, I just want to um first of all, thank you, sister. Uh Uh, Daphne um, I I just felt the need to say this let's stop getting offended by people who say aren't you supposed to be because people people are real quick to tell us what we're supposed to be in their lives and how often do we shift because somebody said aren't you supposed to be a Christian also you're supposed to it's amazing how people know the attributes of God but don't want to know the God So sometimes it's hard, especially when it comes to family members. You know, aren't you supposed to be? Yes, and I will continue to be. And my prayer is that you will seek to be in him. It's an easy out. I'm sorry. Minister Malcolm.
0: Pastor, really quickly, another amazing word. Uh, The the one thing that I was struck by was you, you said this definition, when you miss, you must. And you gave three things. And I realize in my life I've done the regrouping, but I've not done the repositioning, and that's that is such a critical place, right? Because you could regroup, but go back to the same position that you were in, which therefore might have you missing again. And you know, you use the the analogy of the the of the of baseball, and if you're if you're striking out from the same place that a, a, a pitcher has been throwing. You've not repositioned yourself. Mm. Also not repositioned your mind to think if the pitcher's throwing right here, maybe I need to maybe I need to hit someplace else, or I need to look someplace else uh, so that I can actually hit the ball. Ooh. And so I just thank you for that because I, I'm realizing there've been a lot of times where the repositioning is where I've been amiss again. Mm. I went back to the same position thinking that I was gonna have a different result, which you know we know we always hear about. You know, the definition of insanity is thinking you could do uh, you doing the same thing and thinking you're going to get a different result. So that repositioning that that was that's powerful.
1: Well, let me just put this in there. And real quickly, for those of us who know a little bit about the game of baseball, there is a way if you have your feet pivot a certain way, that's actually where you can actually have the ball go. I mean, there's there's such a strategy to it all. So if you wanted the ball to go to the left field, for those who play the game, if you position your body right and position your feet at a certain space, when you hit the ball right, that ball is going to go exactly how you position your body. And I thought about that because if we position ourselves well, there's some things we're asking of God that if we we get the right posture, we'll be headed in that right direction. So whatever we're asking of God, there's a requirement that comes from us so that we can understand the importance of making sure that we're not just hitting it because here's the reality. You know, if you got people on base, you want the ball to go a certain way because you want those people to come home. Right? So if I got people in third base and second base, I want to hit it across the first baseline because it gives them an opportunity to get to home quick. I know, I know, it's a lot of baseball. But I promise you all of it, all of it ties into what God wants to do with us. It's all about having the right posture as well. So thank you for that minister Malcolm. Anyone else? Anyone else? If not, I know it's a little after nine. I am going to pray us out. Um, And you know what? I see my brother on here. I'm gonna ask, Pastor Ryan, can you pray us out my friend?
0: Yes, hallelujah, thank you, Father God.
7: <laughs> um, I do want to drop the mic real quick before I pray. On just because there's revelation doesn't mean there's transformation and. Yes. That's where I'm at. Yes. That part. Yes. That, that is. Sick. Thank you. That 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 that's heavy right there. You can't even just gloss over that. But Father, we just thank you for this time together that you have revealed your word, Father. And I pray that your word does transform us first by renewing our minds father and so I pray that we allow our minds to agree with the things that was spoken specifically to us tonight and I thank you father that not only that you transform us in our thinking father but that we continuously be mindful of what we allow our minds to meditate on and so, Father, we just thank you and we honor you yes, Lord. for your word that has gone forth, that it be sown in the places, Father, that you know need tilling, that it be sown in the places, Father, that you know need transformation, Yes. Lord. that it be sown in the places, Father, that you know we are in need of releasing some things and exchanging it with your word. And so we just bless you and glorify you. And we did not, that we take advantage of this time, not just together, but just in what we're hearing. And that we honor your word, Father, by applying your word. And Lord, we just thank you. We glorify you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.